and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals come together and have a drink, and then work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I'm drinking a cup of tea, but I'm thinking of beer, and locked in with me today we have... I'm Alid, and I'm drinking duvet. A duvet? I'm drinking a duvet. Sounds like it would give you stomachache. Uh, I'm Tony, and I'm drinking a beer, the name of which I've forgotten, but I've lined up an Anok Rushkan whiskey to have afterwards. Posh. And hi, my name is Sam, and I'm drinking a beer Moretti. Uh, I really had to consider whether I should drink beer or just have a cup of tea or something after eating all of those freaking chicken nuggets. Um, <laughs> but I just went for the beer. Yeah. Um, as a, do you want to explain the chicken nuggets for the people uh, at the show who didn't listen to the uh, the preamble before we started recording? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, on Saturday, I ate... 51 chicken McNuggets from McDonald's, um, which really fucked my gut. And I still don't feel right. <laughs> All for charity. And what charity is that, Sam? It was for Joseph's Goal, which is a very small UK charity uh, that funds research into a metabolic disorder called non catalytic hyperglycinemia, which is a mouthful. So we call it NKH, uh, which unfortunately my son has. Um, so it's a charity very close to my heart. Hence why I ate 50 freaking chicken nuggets. 51 chicken nuggets. Which are probably also quite close to your heart now in a kind of artery sense. <laughs> yes, there were stabbing pains there afterwards. <laughs> Grim. So we'll be including a link to the Joseph's Gold charity in the show notes of this episode. Uh, please go check it out, give it a little read, and if you can, donate. It would be much appreciated, and you would be the coolest motherfucker who ever did live fire. So what is the infinite escape room? Well, it's an escape room, isn't it? But this one stretches across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. And it's bloody massive, isn't it? And because it's infinite, there's no end. Every room in the infinite escape room links into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. Saying that, this is a six-part miniseries, so infinite here is six. One of us will present a part of the infinite escape room, while the others try and solve it. And if we don't escape within 30 minutes, then pooey, rubbish, terrible stuff will happen to us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week is... What's our deposit, guys? It feels like it should be chicken nuggets. <laughs> but I'd happily lose my fucking chicken nuggets. <laughs> I, think, I think the deposit would be you'd have to eat 100. No. <laughs> That's okay, like a reverse deposit. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you break anything, we'll give you 50 chicken nuggets. We'll force feed you 100 <laughs> chicken like nuggets. Human, like a We're going to make Rogu's human fargoire. Okay, so I guess that means the deposit is Sam's digestive system. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time we found ourselves on Thunderbird 2 and exited the cargo doors to find ourselves not in the north of England as we were expecting, but instead the warm, humid fronds of a tropical forest. A path stretched out before us through thick trees and leaves, appearing to lead to a very serious-looking fence. On that path sat a white rabbit, looking at us with pink eyes. Somehow, we knew his name was Gavin. Tony taking over with the puzzling this week. Take it, take it over, Tony. Tony, go with it. How do you, what's, what's it the away. phrase? Take That's it away. Take it away, Tony. Thanks. Gavin the white rabbit looks back over his shoulder coquettishly, his weedy <clears throat> pink eyes saying, follow me for a good time. He begins to hop away along the path, leading you through the dense undergrowth towards the fence. As you get closer, you spot an open gate, although what's behind it is obscured by bright light. Maybe you'll finally escape the infinite escape room. Gavin disappears through the gate and you step through into what you now realise is a small enclosure bounded by a metallic chain link fence. Gavin the white rabbit looks back at you one more time and wriggles through a rabbit sized hole in the bottom of the fence to your right. 
You will take a few steps forward and watch as Happy Hopping Gavin bounces off into a dense, tropical clearing. Suddenly, you're knocked back by a gust of air. No, it's not Mike farting. (laughs) Shit, it would be funnier if it was Sam farting, wouldn't it? Because of all the nuggets. Uh, uh, suddenly you're knocked back by a gust of air. No, it's not Sam's (laughs) rapidly dissolving digestive system letting off steam. It's the wings of a pteranodon swooping down and snatching wee Gavin up into its razor-lined beak, wheeling back up into the sky in a whirl of blood and fur. As the frenzied squeaking of the furry flirt fades, your horrified (laughs) eyes adjust to the light. You're in a flimsy viewing station on the edge of a crowded dinosaur park and, click, the gate behind you has just locked itself shut. A herd of lumbering triceratops are tersely chewing leaves to your right. They have four small calves with them and look like they wouldn't be afraid to use those massive horns on a puny intruder. Attracted by the smell of Gavin's blood, a pack of muscular, feathered raptors are gathering to the left. They're giving you the kind of look Pretty Patel gives a senior civil servant when she hasn't deported anyone for a few hours. (laughs) Gulp. You take a moment to breathe and compose yourself, observing your surroundings. To your left is another gate beyond which is a very sturdy-looking armoured 4x4 sitting on a path leading off into the forest. The gate has a whimsically-shaped lock, keeping it tightly shut. Immediately in front of you, there is a large chest on the floor, with an information panel fixed above it. Behind you, there is a locker beside the door you came through, with a rotary dial lock keeping it shut. It looks like you're dinosaur keepers for the day, and feeding time is worryingly imminent. Over to you guys. Thank you. The timer starts now. Can we go check out the chest? So, do you want to look at the information panel first, or do you want to look at the chest first? Hmm, looking at chests. I like big chests, and I cannot lie. <laughs> hmm. Information panel. No. All right, we'll go with Sam, because uh, I've <laughs> known him for longer. Um, the information <laughs> panel uh, is affixed to the fence uh, and has a table on it with several rows of information. The columns are entitled Species, Size Range, and Diet. The first row reads Utah Raptor. In the Size Range column, it says Length, 4 to 7 meters. And for Diet, it says Large Sauropod Meat. The next row says Triceratops, Height, 2.8-3 meters. Diet, Herbivorous. The fourth row says Pteranodon, Size range says wingspan 3.8 to 6.2 meters. Diet is small creatures. And the final row says Spinosaurus. Length 12 to 18 meters. Diet anything that breathes. So is there anything that breathes or breeds? Breathes with a TH. I mean, I imagine they're Mm. the same category, but just in case there's a spelling distinction to be had later on. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yes, yes, exactly. Organic. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, that's an ominous silence. If it's anything like what if everybody else is doing, what I'm doing, they're writing a very quick Wikipedia on um, dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, mm. I may have consulted those articles earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess can we can we, can we take, take a look at the chest now? Sure. Uh, so you open the chest and you find the following items inside: uh, a big bag of cabbages. A big Hmm. bag full of vacuum-packed red meat, uh, which read Dippy Steaks on each pack. A set of wire cutters and a t-shirt cannon with an aperture about eight inches wide. A sticker on the side reads, The Infinite Dino Safari, a completely original concept. Um, You said that the gate to the 4x4 was held with a flimsy lock. 
Is that no, right? a whimsical lock, as, whimsical. Is, as is the fashion in the Infinite Escape Room. Oh. Full whimsical padlocks all the way down. I was hoping we could just cut the cut it with the with the wire cutters. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 whimsical, but it's sturdy looking. And these wire cutters are uh, little small ones for cutting, you know, three or four millimeter wide bits of wire. Are we able to cut around the lock? Uh, no, it's it's <laughs> like it's steel bars and stuff like that. Wouldn't be much of a lock if you could just snip it out with a pair of like wire cutters from you know little. What type of lock is it? Sorry. What type of lock is it? I. I wouldn't focus quite so much on the lock, <laughs> if I'm completely honest. Okie dokie. Does it conform <laughs> with BSAU standards? Uh, yes, it is uh, gold security rated, and the insurance on this fence is surprisingly solid. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a house last year, so I know about this stuff. It's a five point, yeah. I am liking the stab guy, though, guys, where we're like... I'm pretty sure what Tony's done is just dressed up a room with dinosaur facts, but then left the door open for us with a flimsical padlock. This, like, if this were D and D, I would let you do this. I'd let you roll, but no, we're not playing D and D. We're playing the Infinite Escape Room, and you must solve my puzzle. Okay, so we've got cabbages. We've got some dippy steaks. Dippy mm-hmm. steaks. Got everything's clean. clean. Feed some of those to those dinosaurs, perhaps over there. Perhaps with a t-shirt cannon, we could use a t-shirt cannon to propel steaks at dinosaurs. Mm, and yes. cabbages um i'm not quite sure to what end although i think we've got triceratopses which we know are herbivores and we do have mm-hmm. some outside our little enclosure and we do have uh utah raptors and i've written they eat large saucepans i'm that was large sauropods That's wasn't it sauropods yes ah, of which a diplodocus or a dippy is a large sauropod isn't it ah. wikipedia to the rescue I just, no, 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 what? No, having been an eight-year-old boy to the rescue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what they all say, <laughs> officer. <laughs> Sinister. Um, hmm. What do we get by feeding the dinosaurs? I don't know. No. There's other stuff we've not looked at yet. Maybe we should look at that. What? Have, yeah. Um, so if we fed the raptors with the dippy steaks, that would feed them. We could feed the triceratops with the cabbages, and that would be them fed. And then there's one dinosaur that will eat anything that breathes. And the other dinosaur's been fed because they ate Gavin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, of course. Oh, point. yeah, of course. It was a pteranodon, and they eat small things. And Gavin was small. So if we were to feed... The raptors and the triceratops that would deal with them, and then presumably we need to somehow enable the other dinosaur to gain access to them to eat them. Yeah, and then that makes sense. All three dinosaur variations or species have then been fed, and then they won't want to eat us, I guess. And then they won't want to eat us. Yeah, they'll be they'll be full so up like theoretically. Chicken, yeah. Unless they're doing an eat as many people as you can challenge for charity, in which case we're <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right, shall we try and launch cabbages towards the triceratops first? Yes, I'll load up that cannon. Thunk. <laughs> Why are we providing the sound effects? <laughs> so you 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 pull the trigger on the cannon and you fire a cabbage like where you're in a cage. Oh shit, we're going to need to cut a small hole in the cage so we can Mike, fire cabbages Can you edit my Badoo in after I shot the cannon, not before? 
<laughs> sure. No, this, this is another edit request, which is going to go unedited. Um, no, no. It's part I, of the fun. I guess it'll go, it would go padoo, followed by clink, possibly so followed by now we're covered in cabbages. We're covered in exploded cabbage. You are covered in exploded cabbage. Perfect. You've got yeah. one fewer cabbage than you had before. Oh, Use man. your cabbages wisely. If we placed it against the edge of the wire fence, does it fire hard enough to just make instant coleslaw? <laughs> mm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay. There's not oh. enough, not oh, enough no, power this behind this thing. If Gavin wasn't enough, there are the Triceratops, their calves. Which <laughs> there. The younglings, of course. Mm. For for now, you cannot see this pteranodon anymore. The the only things that are in your immediate vicinity that appear to be imminent threats are the Utah Raptors and the Triceratops. They are all, all right. the the Utah Raptors, especially, are kind of circling the cage and and looking pretty uh pretty scarily at you. Let's and the, feed the, the the family of Triceratops are kind of between you and and this car. Like I think if you were to get out there, then. Yeah, you'd certainly have to try and find a way around them, but the only way around them would be to walk directly into the pack of Utah Raptors. Okay, that is so, how things are arranged. So why, should we use these wire cutters to perhaps cut some little holes in the fence that we can stick our cannon out of um, and, yeah, then, and then attempt to um, uh, satiate the, uh, the Triceratopses with, with some cabbage? Yes, let's just make the holes quite high up. I guess we'll need to fire the cabbage quite far away to lure the Triceratops away so they don't, I guess, come back for more cabbage. Clear us a fine path straight to that 4 by 4 So you uh, use the wire cutters to snip a hole in the fence, uh, just about wide enough to stick the end of the T-shirt cannon out of, probably about 8 inches wide. Uh, you load a cabbage into the cannon and fire it, and you see uh, one of the triceratops parents look up uh quizzically at this thing uh you fire out another two or three and you see this parent one start to walk away with the uh calves following and the second adult follows too uh you fight continue to fire cabbages and you create a small pile uh, a couple of hundred meters away from the cage and the triceratops are now all over there happily chomping away on these cabbages fabulous mm. excuse me so load it up with the meat, the dippy steaks. Yeah. So you're you're firing the steaks as they are. Um, we can right. If we use the wire cutters, we can open them as well. That might okay. be a better shout. Should we do that? So I forgot that they were in plastic wrapping. Oh shit! Yeah, good point. They don't have. I mean, you can't write dippy steaks on directly onto meat. I don't think. But you anyway, can know what dippy steak is. <laughs> do you know? Do you know the smell of dippy steak, Sam? Is that familiar to you? <laughs> Uh, I assume no. by now the chicken nuggets would have just completely blown your sense of taste and smell. <laughs> Everything <laughs> tastes have. like sawdust now. Yeah, I just um, crave veggies. <laughs> Please give me nutrition. I, I like um, the assumption that we would have thrown this out to the raptors and they would have managed to, like, you know, open the resealable freezer bags. I mean, maybe I, we don't know how smart they were. This was a vacuum pack. Years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you'd say they're vacuum packs. Good point. Yeah. So you uh, snip open the bags with the wire cutters, sensibly. Uh, load a couple of them into the t-shirt cannon and fire them off into the distance. They leave uh, a trail of, uh, like a sprinkle of blood across the uh, thick undergrowth and uh, a couple of the raptors peel off to go and look at them. You fire some more of these guys and further raptors follow until you manage to clear out the area around you. Well done. Yay. There are no more dinosaurs within... Publicity. 
Right. Shall we cut a hole in the side and make a dash for it? Yeah, we could just keep on cutting fence, couldn't we? Yeah. Uh, so you start cutting fence and you get a couple of links through and the clippers start to feel a little bit uh, cramped and seizy and then uh, the plastic handles of them crumble in your hands and they sort of fall to pieces in front of you, leaving you unable to cut any further down the fence. Hadn't thought about that edge case, but there we go. A little bit of improvisation there, my boys. Keeping you trapped in so my we can't dark get up to 4x4 now then. Despair. Oh, so much for that idea. <laughs> it was a good idea, but but not not enough to solve the puzzle. Right, I'm climbing the so, fence. There's fence above you as well. It's like it's like a cage. You got to think so about how? like big ass dinosaur putting its head down into the cage and trying to eat you. So they put cage on the top as well. I'm small. It's fine. I don't know. It is quite small. I don't know that you'll fit through the like eight centimeter squares. How did we the, get in this cage? You came through the the door that Gavin the bunny went through, which which uh, shut behind you and locked itself. What would they do in Jurassic Park? Uh, most of so them get eaten. There's there's a locker on the door uh, next to the door that you came through that you haven't had a look at yet. Oh, the locker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's well, yeah. Let's take a look locker. at that locker. So you uh, look at the locker and there is a rotary dial lock on it, like on an old-fashioned safe. Um, somebody has stuck a post-it note in the bottom right-hand corner, which reads, Remember, it all averages out. Okay. Everything's been fed, so that's averaged out. out. Oh. So we're re-averaging out. Ah, well, we do have, we have Ooh, the, the sizes of our dinosaurs. Uh, and each of our sizes has a range. Mm. So... We've got a couple of... T- so, if, assuming that there... Is, is it a numeric um, rotary lock? Yes, uh, it's got numbers from 0 to 60. Okay. Oh, okay. 0, 0 to 60. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just... I mean, it could be 0 to 100 if it makes you feel better, but we don't need that many. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> well, the, the 0 to 60 element has me kind of like, huh, scratching, scratching my noodle. That's... Don't don't focus on that. Right. That's, it's not important. It's like a <laughs> clock. It's not. It's not like a clock. <laughs> like a clock. I mean, it say. is like a clock, but that's not important. Hmm. Is it round? Yes. Clocks are round as well. <laughs> like a <laughs> clock. Like there's sixty minutes in an hour, and there's sixty positions right. on the road. Let's not. Dial. Let's not focus on that. <laughs> Does somebody want to read me out the numbers, and I will do the average. Right. Okay. okay oh, it's, it's, are we doing seven meters? As it for comes. the Utah Raptors. Just so Utah Raptor was four to seven. Yeah. Yeah, the Triceratops was two point three meters high to two point eight to three. I had correct two point eight three. Yeah, uh, the Tyrannodon was three point eight to six point two. I had three point eight to six point two. Yeah, and the Pokosaurus was twelve to eighteen. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, do we think it's going to be the median or the mean? Perhaps. I want. Now try this. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do the maths. 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 That's not going to fucking work. That's a bad math. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a rotary dial can take 7.1, can it? Oh, it could take 71. I couldn't. It only goes to the 60. Piss. I know. Which means it needs to... Oh, fucking hell. How did you get to 71, Alice? I added every single number and then divided it by the amount of numbers that gives you an average but it doesn't take into account ranges it just takes into account pure numbers 
oh, what if we did um, the the start of each range and the end of each range? So average it out the start of each range, which would be 4 plus 2 plus 3 plus 12, which is uh, 764. Um, oh my god, my math. Divide by 4. <laughs> and carry the 2. Or use a phone. Sam's gone really quiet. I hope Sam Sam's just calculating in the background. Like, like I think Sam's no, digesting. <laughs> I'm just confused. I don't know. Yeah, so I was like, there's a there is a there is a simpler t- solution to this than I think. Uh, I think you guys are overcomplicating things. Hit it really hard with broken wire cutters. Not not that. <laughs> so um, could it be honor, just honorable try? The- but no. <laughs> Could it be just calculate the average of uh, so if you combined four and seven that would be forty seven, and then it's two point eight. You could say twenty eight, and then it was. Oh wait, no, it doesn't work because then it's three. Yep. Oh, I see. So, do, like so doing it line by line, you're thinking as opposed to. Well, I, I don't know. Um, I think I. All your brains are all your brains are moving in the right direction. But with different ideas. Um, oh crap! We've only got ten minutes left. Um, yeah. Fuck the bed. Um, well, so if you must. Uh, Do you want a little clue? Yes. 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 You turn around the post-it note that you whipped off the door, and on the back it says, "The code is four two-digit numbers." Four two-digit numbers. Yeah. Interesting. So that had the right. Okay. Fine. Hang on. Four two digits, so each range gives an average. Mm, okay, right. So each range, so we have to calculate the average of the range of each dinosaur's. The average for each dinosaur that gives you four numbers. So, is the first number fifty five? <coughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. Oh my god! Whoa! How did okay, you get so, that? Yeah. Whoa! Hang okay. on. Uh, just give me a second. Right. What was this? Give me the second numbers. Um, it was two point eight to three meters. To three. So the second number is going to be motherfuckers. You should be able to do this one in your head. I'm, I'm still wondering 2. how you got 55. Yeah, I'm, I'm lost. 29. <clears throat> yes. Sam, how the, how, Sam, how the hell the did lock, you get 55 the lock, that first The lock number? gives a satisfying click when Sam spins it to 55 and another satisfying click when Sam spins it to uh, 29. I resorted to, to fucking desperate measures. The next number is 50. Yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> what do you mean you'll give me it? <laughs> yeah, five, sure, sure, go for what it. What a forgiving lock. Okay, all right, okay, zero, five. There, there you go, go. yeah. Um, and then the next number is 15. Is it? I don't think it is. Oh, maybe it is. No, I think you're right. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Wow. Mm, tight. <laughs> Desperate measures. Sorry, lads. We only have 10 minutes left. Okay, so hang on, hang on, hang on. How did you get to that? Yeah, How did yeah, you get the, to last, that? the last one is 15, yeah. Uh, I just, I, I just created a fucking... <laughs> Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> what? What? Oh, right. Okay. I don't know how to calculate. No, I know what averages you've done. of ranges. Oh, that's, just, that's cheating. <laughs> that is cheating. Anyway, well, what does it must some, be about what seven someone explain the logic now? for the? Someone explain the logic for the good of the listener. It's gonna have to be Sam. Um, I, I, I panicked. So basically, it's just bang in the middle of each of the numbers, right? That's it. Um, so the in the middle of four and seven is five point five. And then if each, if the combination rotary lock is four two-digit numbers, then that 5.5 would equal 55 if we're in a range of 
zero to sixty. Bang on. So oh, I see. Oh, there we go. Diabolical. So I panicked. The I don't know why. Looking at this now, looking at all the numbers, it's super freaking easy. Um, however, I was, I had ten minutes and I was like, I don't know. No, you, you 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 got it. That's perfect. It's it's the average. If you were to assume that each dinosaur was distributed on a uh, relatively even range of sizes, then Utah Raptor, the average size would be five point five. Uh, Triceratops would be two point nine. Tyrannodon would be uh, five, and so on. There you go. The locker. locker then. So the uh, locker opens satisfyingly. You find a set of keys. One is a fairly, fairly standard-looking chub key. Uh, the other has a black plastic bow with unlock and lock buttons on it and a more intricate-looking stem. There's a card taped to the back of the door which reads, All staff reminder, if the gate to the path shuts behind you, you will not be able to exit that way. Please wait for another ranger to collect you or drive back to the visitor centre taking all necessary safety precautions. Do not leave the enclosure if the dinos have not been fed. We fed the dinos. Let's get out of it. We, de- we fed the ones we could. <laughs> Let's make a dash. Yeah. So, did we you, have any meat left? Uh, no. You've. I think you fired all the dippy steaks to. Oh shit! Get we'll just the, we've got the chicken nuggets, so just a little bit inaccessible. <laughs> just a tiny, tiny, nuggets. small quantity of nuggets. You uh, take the chub lock and use it to open the uh, intricate, whimsical lock on the uh, steel door. You go through that and dash out to the four by four as the raptors in the distance hungrily chow down on their diplodocus steaks. The sat-nav of the car pings into life as you jump inside, pointing you away from the dense jungle behind you, passing the Triceratops family, who continue to much happily on their pile of cabbages. You hurtle down the track. Mm. A mile or two passes, and you find the path narrowing as you reach a cliff's edge, overlooking, quite improbably, an ocean. You spot the visitor centre up ahead, a gleaming plate glass building perched on the precipice, calling you to safety. And then crash! Without warning, the hulking form of the Spinosaurus you didn't get the chance to feed earlier bursts from the undergrowth, <laughs> snapping the air behind your friend the Pteranodon, who's still carrying Gavin the White Rabbit. Gavin! Gavin Gavin wriggles free of the jaws and falls towards the earth, slipping, completely against all odds, through the window of the Catch car him. and into Sam's lap. <laughs> we'll patch you up, Gavin. Life finds a way. You swerve to avoid the 50-foot beast and spin out of control, sliding over the edge of the cliff towards the choppy waves below and a certain watery doom. That's the end. What? That's where it ends? <laughs> yeah. To, to be continued. the next person. To be continued. Oh, shit. Damn, oh, man. son. Oh, I'm glad Gavin gets to stay for another intro. <laughs> yeah. Although he's pretty banged up he's uh you know full of he needs a medic <laughs> he needs, he a, needs medic. a medivac medic! We, need, we need 50 cc's of carrot stat <laughs> <laughs> so tony how did we do uh you did it you got there with uh three minutes to spare Ooh, congratulations thank goodness for excel <laughs> thank goodness for excel <laughs> thanks microsoft thank and oh tony that was a really good really good room really enjoyed that thanks mm. lads uh, I I was happy to do it. That was, uh, I learned was, some stuff about dinosaurs. I didn't know about Spinosaurus before. They're terrifying. Probably the biggest dinosaur that existed. They they're like yeah, they could get up to about eighteen meters long. And what would about Megalodon? Basically anything. No, uh, I don't think so. They're huge. No, they had like they have no. That's the big shark one. No, Spinosaurus. Yeah, they're massive. Oh, okay, yeah. But Spinosaurus has like a big fin on its back. Nobody quite knows what it was for. Oh Jesus, it's a right bastard, isn't it? 
Yeah, they're terrifying. It, it looks like a crocodile um, had sex with and then ate a tyrannosaurus. Yes, exactly. I th- they, they, the theories say that they were um, amphibious and they hunted both on land and in the water, which is a genuinely terrifying concept to me. And I may not sleep tonight knowing that Spinosaurus <laughs> once existed. So that's, that's fun. Sleep well, listeners. <laughs> so we made it out by the skin of our maths this week. Uh, tune in next week to find out how we extricate ourselves from this watery demise. What happens to Gavin the rabbit? And of course, where the flip will be escaping from next. So thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. That's T-I-E-R underscore podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode, and we really rather hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a big old help in reaching new audiences. And you know what else is good for reaching new audiences? Sharing it. Shave it into your pet's fur and then send them out on the street. <laughs> Show it to Richard Maidley. Yeah. Who's Richard Maidley? Uh, Richard and Judy. <laughs> so, uh, we love you lots, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.